0: wake up west georgia it's time for the podcast powered by coffee and mountain dew the morning five with bryce sparling and billy lindahl
1: wake up west georgia we've made it to friday again it is friday august 26 2022 and it's brought to you by the parian lawyers nobody
0: wakes up thinking man i hope i hire a lawyer today but hey life happens don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards we have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perryan Lawyers, with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, it's National Cherry
1: Popsicle Day. Are you? I know that you're not a big sweets person, but cherry popsicles are pretty good.
0: Yeah, you catch me on a hot summer day. I'll take a cherry popsicle. I'm not a, you know, some of the some of the popsicles they have now they're not terribly sweet. You know, the ones I feel like when we were growing up, like it was just it was just frozen sugar water essentially. But the, some yeah. of the popsicles they have now aren't aren't as intensively sweet as ours used to be back in the day. So yeah, on a hot summer day, man, I'll get down with some cherry popsicles. That's
1: fair. I mean, that's exactly what I, I thought of when I think the cherry popsicles. I literally thinking of frozen sugar water um, that's flavored. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, stu- the stuff we had when we were little kids was, I mean, the stuff we have now is probably not great for you. But the stuff they gave us as little kids, horrible. It's probably banned in most countries now, I would assume. <laughs> you know, the first thing that pops in my head when I hear cherry popsicles for some reason, what's that? Um, the movie Sandlot? i don't know why they don't ever eat cherry popsicles i don't think in that movie that i can remember right now but for some reason i just associate like cherry popsicles and summer and summer with the movie the sandlot um yeah as soon as i hear cherry popsicle the movie the sandlot pops in my head and i turn back into an eight-year-old kid that is the one
1: sports movie that you actually have watched and enjoyed
0: absolutely man
1: the sandlot is undefeated you're the weirdest sports person I know that you, you don't watch sports movies. You just like oh, the Sandlot. I hate sports movies. Love the Sandlot. Hate sports movies. <laughs> Braves and Cards are playing this weekend. Uh, Braves have uh, Strider going tonight, Morton going tomorrow, and Odorizzi going Sunday against Wainwright. That'll be fun. Strider versus Quintana tonight. That'll be fun, too. Um, you know, Braves have the Cardinals, uh, the Mets have the Rockies. Did the Mets lose last night?
0: Uh, the Mets. I doubt it. Uh, hold on, let me check. I, I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if the Mets lost last night. They did not. They won. They only won three to one, um, but they they did unfortunately
1: win. All right. So the Braves are two games back officially now. Um, just need to make up some ground. Continue the hot streak. Continue playing very good baseball, and and hopefully the Mets just continue to fumble because. Um, It's been Braves have had, uh, and I I saw the stat the other day, but I can't even remember what it was. But it was make it up. Yeah, you just
0: gotta make it up. So let's uh, I I, I do that with half the stats I read off on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it it'll be interesting to see this card series because I I, I've always liked Jose Quintana and he's not having a great year this year. Uh, four five record right now with a three forty five ERA. He's had pretty good uh, starts though recently. He's kind of corrected his errors early in the season. So that'll be a fun battle between him and Strider. I don't know a ton about Jordan Montgomery. He does have a 7 3 uh, win loss record right now with a 308 ERA. So that's not bad. 121 Ks on the season, 100, uh, 1.01 whip. Uh, and he, he's also kind of picked it up in the uh, in the month of whatever month we're in. August. My goodness, my brain just massively went out the window. Uh, Montgomery's had a good August, so that should be a good battle with Morton. And the Odorizzi versus Adam Wainwright. anytime I get to watch Adam Wainwright pitch, uh, I'm happy. I just liked the dude. He's 40 years old. He's still pitching in the majors. He's got a 9-9 record this year with a 311 ERA, uh, 1.17 whip. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Billy, if you told me going into a series and this is knowing – that you have Freed and Kyle Wright on the back end of this. And and just because it shook out this way and we're going into the NLDS and our start... It wouldn't happen. This wouldn't happen. But going into the NLDS, we're starting with Strider, Morton, and Odorizzi. How would you feel about rolling those three pitchers out right now in an NLDS series as your first three starters? Not great for Odorizzi. I'd be okay with Strider and Morton. Same. Um, I mean, that's crazy that we're looking... looking we're looking at our three, four, and five starters right now. And I, I would not be upset if we rolled into the NLDS with these three starting pitchers as our starting pitchers. Odorizzi, like you said, I agree with you. Uh, he, he hasn't been great. He's, I, I, I wouldn't feel great about him as our fifth starter. But, I mean, Strider and Morton are three and four right now. Argu- they w- arguably are some of the best three and four pitchers in the entire major leagues.
1: I honestly would bring up Ian Anderson and pitch Ian Anderson before I pitch over easy in the NLDS, but that's just okay.
0: uh, maybe even Bryce Elder man, he earned a lot of props from me <laughs> a week or two ago when he went out and struck out like 12 Marlins or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, he um, pitched very well.
0: Yeah, and, and do we, hey, do you, have you seen anything about Soroka pitching lately? I feel like we uh, got yeah. a few updates. Okay, okay. I mean, he, he pitched
1: last week uh, in Gwinnett. Um, I don't think he had as dominant of a performance as he did in Rome, but yeah, he pitched. Okay, so.
0: good. I, I did see that him and um, Bruce Hooper are going to avoid each other. I was kind of hoping they were going to both see each other during their rehab starts, but it doesn't look like the stars will align and they will meet each other uh, in the minor leagues.
1: Alright, uh so the Braves and Cards are this weekend, Mets and uh Rockies and then the Mets I think have the Dodgers next week, so that's that's a good thing for us. They
0: have the Dyers? They do. They have the Dyers. Oh Dyers.
1: They have an <laughs> easy they have such
0: an easy September, man. It's embarrassing. Uh,
1: All right, let's get to the final preseason game of the the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. Falcons at Jags. Uh, This is the last preseason game of the year. What are you looking for for the Falcons?
0: Uh, I'm looking for a couple things. Is Ritter close to Mariota? Marcus Mariota. Uh, How close is Ritter to Mariota? Mariota's going to start the season off as the starter as well. He should be. He's the elder statesman. He is the veteran. Uh, You start the season off with somebody you know, especially on a team like the Falcons who are going to be a bit tumultuous this year. You want that veteran presence back there in the pocket to calm the nerves down as much as they can. Uh, But how close is Ritter to passing Mariota? Because throughout the preseason, it doesn't look like there is a massive gulf between the two. It looks like Ritter is a little bit closer, honestly, than I thought he might have been. I'm a massive Ritter fan, but I think he's closer to where Marcus Mariota is right now than I thought he was going to be at this point in the preseason. Uh, How durable and reliable is the offensive line so far through two preseason games? They've looked a little bit better than they were last year. And it's pretty hard to be worse than you were last year. So I don't know if it's just transitive properties kind of, you know, developing over the offseason. But they did look better. So that is a bright spot on offense. Will we see Drake London? I would say no. I'm assuming they're going to sit him out for the rest of the preseason this game and then next week's practices. That way, he will be ready for Week One when we take on the Aints. Uh, so, I, I'd love to see him this week. Uh, probably not going to see him, but that guy is going to be a, a fantastic player for the Falcons this year in the regular season. And Billy, I got a hot take um, that I that I just kind of fell into after this weekend's game that I kind of want your opinion on. Is Is Felipe Franks going to be this year's Cordero Patterson for the Falcons? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we saw we saw him run the ball. We saw him catch the ball. And we saw him You're play quarterback. Cute. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying production wise. He's not gonna he's not gonna put up Cordero Patterson numbers. But is he sort of gonna be that Swiss army knife that they can sort of stick in just whatever role they want to stick him in? I mean and if they've if they're practicing him at tight end, you know he's in there in the blocking schemes as well. If so they do
1: great. But you know what? It's not a it's not a bad thing to have the Swiss Army knives on the on the field. So I'm I'm okay with him being a Swiss Army knife, but comparing him to Cordero Patterson from last year is, is laughable.
0: Well I don't I don't mean so I don't mean like stats wise. He's not gonna put up what Cordero Patterson did last year in production. I mean just the versatility that you saw Cordero Patterson in. Cordero Patterson lined up in the slot, wide receiver. I think a couple plays he was in the tight end slot, uh, lined up at, uh, at halfback. So, I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, if Felipe Franks kind of emulates what Cordero Patterson did last year in the Swiss Army Knife role. Not production-wise, Felipe Franks is not even going to come close to what Patterson did last year production-wise. But I just mean sort of falling in the footsteps of what Patterson did as being able to insert him just about anywhere on the offense and he's going to give you a look. You know, he's not going to put up 300 yards of offense every single week or something insane like that, but you know, right. he might have he might have one or two catches in a game, a couple rushes and and help, maybe one or two throws, you know? Just so something like that.
1: I understand. I understand yeah. where you're coming from, but I, I yeah.
0: And I mean, you, you got to be happy if you're the Falcons cuz you have three you almost have three offensive Swiss Army knives. You have Cordero Patterson who's proven last year. You have Kyle Pitts, who is a nightmare matchup at tight end, can line up in the slot and at wide receiver. And then Felipe Franks looks like he's turning into something that might be, you know, a, a weapon that you can put in different places. So that's, that's a pretty unique wrinkle, I think, that the Falcons bring to the table on the offensive side. Uh, and then on the defensive side, can the D-line and linebackers get pressure on the quarterback? you got to find pressure. you got to find sacks. Uh, The biggest thing in the NFL is on offense, protect your quarterback. On defense, sack the quarterback. Those are the two keys to success in the NFL. And the Falcons simply could not get any pressure or sack the quarterback at all last year. Can they get pressure on Trevor Lawrence or I don't even know who the Jacks' backup quarterback is when he comes in. Uh, But they got to get pressure on the quarterback regardless.
1: The Falcons as a team had 18 sacks last year.
0: Yeah, that's not good. That's a... As a team... That's pretty terrible.
1: If I remember correctly, there were like at least two people last year in the NFL that had more sacks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know T.J. Watt had over twenty, and I think Miles Garrett and oh god, the guy from Chicago. I think Miles Garrett and the guy from Chicago had almost twenty, um, and one of the Boza brothers. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he got that high. I, I think one yeah. of the I don't in remember Falcons, what both
1: the Falcons had eighteen. Like the thing that that has bugged me for years, and this is going back to the Mike Smith era, was the fact that the coaches just didn't value sacks. Um, I mean, Max, Mike Smith says, "Oh, sacks aren't
0: important." No, bull crap, they aren't. No, no, they're not important. Don't worry about it. We're, we are sacks, whatever. You know, that's fine. Uh, another another thing that actually uh, popped up yesterday that I want to bring up that I'm that I'm really mad about. AJ Terrell was not listed as a top 100 player in the NFL. Which I mean, that's just wrong. How the I hell? Mean, <laughs> there's no happen? way. There's no way other to put that than it, well. That's just. That's just wrong. How I mean, the hell does that happen, Price? Uh, he's a top five DB in the NFL. So, good I, lord. I don't know. I didn't look at the list of the top 100 because I didn't want to get pissed off. I'm not even a Falcons fan, but I can tell you. AJ Terrell is a top 100 player. He's a top five DB in the in the NFL. So yeah, I saw that yesterday, and I was just like, well, that that's just that's just wrong, you know. Yeah, I'm trying not to get mad about it because that's just clinically wrong.
1: All right, uh, Lanny United has another match this weekend, and this time it's against DC United.
0: Yeah, what's what's the energy level going to look like this weekend at home, man? We got to get three at home. I feel like I'm a broken record. We got to get three. We got to get three. We got to get three. Well, we come out with zero or one or something. So. Uh, I'm going to say it again, Billy. We need three at home this weekend. Uh, DC United has not been very good since Rooney's came on, luckily. So hopefully we kind of get a wounded weekend at uh, DC United, um, and we can get three points at home. Don't fall asleep in the second half like I did versus the crew last week. I thought the first half was good, and I thought the second half of the second half was good. But the first 15 to 20 minutes of that second half, we just sort of fell asleep. We didn't look awake. We didn't come out of the locker room with energy we don't seem to focus real well when we're either tied um or ahead so that's uh, it's, it's uh, there, there's a lot of things wrong with this team but the focus when we're tied or ahead that's got to stop um sosa was a dude last week we need to do that again sosa needs to be a dude again this week uh, and something i'm going to tell any united play, or land united fans until the season's over we may only have a few matches left with joseph Everybody needs to soak in and really appreciate what he means to this city and what he means to Atlanta United while he's here and really appreciate what he has done for soccer in Atlanta. Um, Because between him and Miguel Almiron in the early days, they really got this franchise kickstarted, and he he became kind of larger than life, especially in that cup run. Uh, So people need to appreciate what Joseph Martinez did for this city, did for soccer in America, did for soccer in Atlanta, did for Atlanta United. Um, because this, this might be the last season we have him and the, the matches are counting down. So really soak in the page- pageantry of what, uh, what he does and get that get that statue made, dude. Get, jo- yep. get that Joseph Martinez statue made outside the bins because he 1,000% deserves it. Him and then when Matt Ryan retires, get that out there as well. I I mean, I
1: agree, but, you know, not many people are going to agree on the Matt Ryan.
0: No, no, you're right. And that's uh, that is one of the biggest travesties travesties in Matt Ryan's career is that people in Atlanta don't appreciate him for what he was. Hell, maybe he goes up to Indiana and wins the Super Bowl and gets a statue up there because Matt Ryan deserves a statue somewhere for what he did in the city.
1: Bryce, let's head to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Let's last, do it man. Last night the weather actually cooperated. Bowden beat Temple 5 to 3 in softball. Heritage beat Central. This one shocked me 2 to 1. Same. You want to know another one? And you said no score here. I know a score here. Heard County oh, sweet. Lost to Carrollton 5 to 4.
0: I have heard uh from, you know, my neighbor down the street that calls softball games umpire softball games. Yeah. Uh I have heard that Carrollton has some very good athletes on that uh, that uh, softball team i have well, heard they have some really good players they have a new
1: coach and a new found um just fire i think honestly um Bremen beat Cahola creek six to one matt mandy reinhardt had two bombs in this game darlington beat mount zion 14 to 5 Villarick could beat crapple hill 12 to 3 olivia wooten Tori Wafford and Emily Starr with all with multiple hits, runs and RBIs. So Let's congratulations go. to them. In volleyball, Central at Temple and Temple. Central at Temple versus Temple in Daresville. We don't have a score. Pauling County beat Heard County 2-0. Temple, um, we don't have a score for for against Daresville and Central. And then Villarica beat Oak Mountain 2-0, and then Lost to Heritage 2-0 as well. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar, let's get to the stuff that people are paying attention for. Friday Night Football. Central is at Fountain tonight at 7.30. Dude, I am pumped about this game. I cannot wait.
0: Yeah, I am too, man. Actually, I wanted to see if that was going to be on the NFHS network so I could rewatch it uh, Sunday morning um, because, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped about that game too. It doesn't look like it's going to be on the NFHS network. Duck on it. Oh, well. It, that, that's going to be an, a, an interesting game, and I'll be excited to see what the score is, and then I'll be excited to talk to Coach Smiley and uh, Coach Finley next week about it.
1: Uh, Harrelson County at Bremen. The rivalry continues. Th- that's going to be a fun game as well. Carrollton at Paulding County. Or, excuse me, at South Paulding. Um, this game, I think a lot of people are probably going to sleep on this game. This game's going to be fun, too. Um Greenville at Mount Zion, the game that you're calling is going to be a lot of fun. I'd love to see what Mount Zion has again. Christian Heritage at Temple, and then Villarica at aniston the other game that um, hometown sports media will be covering. So,
0: so if you can't uh, make it out to Carrollton at South Paulding, that is on NFHS. Harrelson at Bremen is on NFHS. Uh, Christian Heritage at Temple is also on NFHS so all three of those games if you can't make it out will be on NFHS Network and then uh, Hometown Sports Media will be covering the Greenville at Mount Zion games and the Villarica at Aniston game and of course we'll have
1: um, scores in, in the overtime show that we'll have on
0: after the game overtime, overtime. You, gotta like the, you gotta say like the Halo announcer <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, softball tonight Carrollton at the Buccaneer Bash in Alatoona and on Saturday Carrollton's continuing at the, up, about, the Carrollton is continuing at the Buccaneer Bash Mount Zion is at at Harrelson County at 10 and then they play Cedartown, um at Harrelson County at noon Temple's at Chatuga. they have a doubleheader starting at noon Volleyball Carrollton's at the Kell Kickoff Classic and Central's at the Rock Tournament and Rock March Bryce, I need some money, dude. What can you help me out with?
0: Let's look and see what we got coming up this weekend. It's football, but we know how we always start off our incredible pulp. Soft and dollar segment? Yeah. Baseball, baby. Our baseball parlays. It's Friday. Let's get into the baseball parlay that we're going to start off with tonight. We got Olsen for a home run, Dan's Bay for a hit, Riley with an RBI, Acuna with a run, and Strider Over seven and a half K's, and the first inning result needs to be a zero zero tie right now. That is paying off at a positive three thousand eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. That means a ten dollar bet will net you almost four hundred buckos. Slap a couple soft earned dollars down on that thing. I hit one of these parlays uh three or four weeks ago. I didn't even realize it until I was checking my account this morning. I saw it in there. I was like, oh my god, I hit that, but I only put like a ten dollar bet down, so it was like a I don't know, it was like two or $300 or something like that. But, yeah, throw a couple soft dollars down on those parlays, man. Still a $10 bet for a $300 result. I'm good with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Dude, I, I love these parlays, these Friday night parlays with these just goofy lines. It just adds a little intrigue into the games. Uh, Bills are a 6.5-point dog versus the Panthers, probably because the Bills will be playing third-stream people. Uh, I don't care. I think the Bills could beat the Panthers, regardless of who they start. Uh, give me the Bills as a six-and-a-half-point dog. Saints are a three-point favorite over the Chargers. Give me the Saints. Raiders are a point-and-a-half favorite over the Pats. Give me, give me the Raiders here because I think the Pats are going to be miserable this year. I, I'm going to bet against the Pats quite a lot this year because that offense is going to be terrible. Uh, Falcons are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Jags. Give me the Falcons right there as the favorite, as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You can take all those games individually if you would like. If you would like to parlay all of those into one bet, that is a plus 1,123. Okay. And those are your soft-earned dollars presented by Incredible Pulp Lemonade for the week. Incredible Pulp will be at uh, the Central Bowden game this weekend. I know that. Do you know if they're going to have a second location this weekend? That's not what I've seen so far.
1: I don't think so, yeah. I think he's uh, he's just going to be at Central Bowden.
0: If you are at Central Bowden and you do not get a massive, massive cup Incredible Pulp Lemonade, there is something wrong with you because that is the best lemonade you will ever taste in your entire life. It stuff is so good. They made it
1: out to the Mount Zion game on Saturday and hearing people talk about the size of the cups and how valuable um, that That's is, what it, it is, dude.
0: That's that's what always gets me is not only is the lemonade absolutely fantastic, you get like almost half a gallon in those <laughs> massive cups Steve Walker gives you. You know, They're huge man. <laughs> they
1: so All good. Right, speaking of massive amounts, uh, do you need another cup of coffee?
0: I do. I'm actually drinking this. Uh, what is this? Triple shot Starbucks Energy Extra Strength drink right now that I found in my refrigerator, and uh, it's pretty terrible. So yeah, I need uh, I need some actual okay. coffee.
1: That's why you're sounding like you're so awake. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> another cup of coffee brought to you by Real Tacana Strawn with the Robert Gouldsby Real Estate Group. A brawl ended the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals joint practice. Sorry. You know, we're getting to the point where these are getting useless because of the amount of fights that happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is not know, good, man. I know why... Why the NFL does these, but I mean they're getting to the point where it's like every single one ends in fight and There's no point to it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you know, Aaron Darnold ripped off somebody's helmet and was apparently slinging it around like uh, old Cuzzy did for uh, what was it, the Bengals against the Steelers or the, or the Browns against the Steelers a couple years ago? Yeah, I know. So, yeah this this might this might end in you know this might be bigger than just a normal practice. Uh, camp brawl type deal. So Aaron Donald could be looking at suspension, honestly, in the regular season, uh, because there is a there is a video circulating around Twitter that is being actively deleted by uh, by somebody. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's uh, it's you can see Aaron. I mean, you can clearly see in this video on Twitter, Aaron Don, Aaron Donald wielding two Bengals helmets and slinging them at a people. So it'll be interesting to see what the NFL does about this.
1: A frustrated wide receiver in Denzel Mims has requested a trade from the New York Jets. Are you really surprised by this?
0: No, dude. I saw this headline. I was like, yeah, I would do the exact same thing if I was a wide receiver with the Jets. But, excuse me, can I get traded to a team that is actually going to throw the ball? Like, I'll, I'll literally go anywhere, like Atlanta, Can I get Houston. traded to
1: a team that doesn't have a joke at quarterback, please? Dude,
0: that whole, the whole franchise is a joke. The Jets are an absolute mockery of football. Every time they go out and play,
1: Lee Westwood has thrown down the gauntlet and start started a fire. Um, he says that the new look PGA Tour is just a quote copy of the live tour, of live golf and points the finger at hypocrites.
0: Wow, I, I I don't isn't this the pot calling the kettle black here? I mean. It in the Live Live Golf Tour just a copy of the PGA Tour?
1: I, mean, I, don't, I don't know,
0: dude. This 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 whole pettiness between the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour is one of the greatest storylines in sports right now. It's so fantastic. I mean, it's just it's immature idiots on both sides pointing the finger at each other. You did this, you did that. Here's a lawsuit. Here's another lawsuit. So it's great for us. It's great for the consumer. It's great for the fans. Uh, so keep going, Live Golf and PGA Tour. Keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's great entertainment. It's great theater for your fans, your patrons, and your uh, entertainers. Uh,
1: and finally, today in 2016, San Francisco Gi- or 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick kneels in protest during the U.S. National Anthem at San Diego's Qualcomm Stadium while playing against the San Diego Chargers, objecting to racial injustice and police brutality in the U.S.,
0: Probably one of the most controversial sports moments um, in my lifetime that I can think of. Uh, Honestly,
1: and, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's going to go down. You know, the picture that I I always remember are the two um, black Americans with their hands with their fists raised. Uh, yeah, the, in the
0: nineteen. When was that? Nineteen
1: thirty? Nineteen thirty-six? It was around the. It was, well, no, it was around the... Um...
0: It was right before World War II. Right. The, the Hitler was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, you're not wrong. I mean, that, that could definitely go down as one of the most uh, iconic pictures of ever uh, in sports and be right there alongside that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'm out of line here saying that. I think that's the most kind of polarizing thing that has ever happened in sports in my lifetime that I can think of, honestly. Yeah,
1: it's, it's been a little bit nuts, honestly, but I get, I've, and I and people are going to argue with me, I, he can do it, guys, it's sure. not, it's not against the law, you know, pe- people are going to say, well, he, you can't, well, pe- he can do this, now, however, your, your opinion says that he shouldn't, and I, yep. that may be valid, but I'm just saying, he can, and I've talked with multiple um <laughs> servicemen who have fought for the country, and including our buddy Matt Ridgway, who said, "You know what? We fought for the fight for for the fact that he he can do this." So, yep, yep. he's he like, I, mean, do "I agree with him," but you know, it is sort of this.
0: Yep, I'm on the same page. He he can do it. He's free to do it. I don't agree with it, but he can do it because this is America, and that is a that is a right that you get for living in this amazing country. Yep. Bryce, you got anything else? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Friday. Get this uh, weekend started. Looks like we're going to have good weather tonight, man. Just a 24% chance of scattered thunderstorms, which is typical Georgia weather. So let's hope that holds up.
1: I hope so, man. Um, we need we need good weather tonight. Um, we will be in Mount Zion. Bryce and I will be in Mount Zion tonight. Um, be sure to listen to the app around 530. That's when I will go live with the Friday night um, kickoff show, and then Bryce will start his play-by-play career tonight. Officially, officially. Um, officially, officially. Um, tonight against with Mount Zion, at, or Greenville at Mount Zion. So Pumped about it, man. Yep, I'm psyched, dude. Alright, that's it for the Morning 5 for Friday, August 26, 2022. We will t- catch you all on Monday. Same time,
0: same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!